Hello, beautiful souls. We are back here again with Sarah Menlove as we go into her chart. She is a 6'2", emotional projector with a left angle cross of dedication. So let's dive in and learn all the goodness that we have from her experience as being an emotional projector. Do you spend all of your time building and maintaining your business so that you achieve the success you envision? Do you feel frustrated, unfulfilled, and have a loss or disconnect from your creative flow? Are you a conscious leader that is ready for change when it comes to society's views on money, wealth, relationships, and what prosperity truly means? If so, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Provoking Prosperity Podcast. I am your host, Miranda Mitchell. I am a 2-4 Manigen who is here to empower and equip you to step out of the box of social norms, guide you into using your voice for inspiration and impact, and support you in finding what prosperity means for you so that you have the business and life that fulfills you. So grab that cup of coffee, get comfy, and get ready to hear the heartwarming and heart-wrenching personal stories, all things human design and jinkies, plus tangible practices that you can implement right now for your personal and business growth. Hello, beautiful souls. We are back with Sarah Menlove, and we're going to go dive into her chart a little bit. And first, I just would like to ask you, I know that you just told me this, but we can tell everyone that's listening. um, What is a little bit that you do know about your chart? I am going to go a little bit into your chart because there were some key things that showed up or when I was listening to you previously. But I also want to go into your astrological part because there's some key things that maybe I'm not sure if you know about and how you're in alignment with what you're doing. So what do you know about your chart? Oh, and thank you for being here. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Thank you for having me again. Um, Yes, I love human design. So I was just saying, yeah, I know that my type, I guess that's what you call it, is projector. I'm a a 6'2", emotional authority projector. And that, yeah, I've, I've dived into my chart a little bit, but that's the main, main piece that I really, like, I know well. And the rest Mm -hmm. of it, I've looked at that and kind of forgotten. And yeah, so... Awesome. Awesome. So yes, you're an emotional projector. So what that means is the emotional solar plexus is defined. So that means it's colored in. And anytime the emotional solar plexus is defined, that means that it is you're an emotional, an emotional authority. So what that means is you have an emotional wave. Um, So when you're making aligned decisions for yourself, um, you do have a wave to wait out before you say yes and no. Do you feel like that you connect with that? Yeah, I think, um, and what I was told and what kind of resonates is that it, my wave is quite small, quite subtle, and that feels true for me. I don't feel like I go through huge emotional waves throughout my day. It's like It can be quite subtle, so... Yeah, I do appreciate having some time to make decisions, although there are other times when I just feel like in the moment I can, I can know. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm curious about that as well. And, well, you do. There's also circuitry that is knowing circuitry. So in the moment, you know, but it's about and since you embody and are focusing on embodiment, you're most likely really in tune with the 
with what the body is saying. Whereas most of society, like you said, is in the mind and not slowing down enough to really hear those subtle things or know what they mean, or maybe they even just ignore them. Mm-hmm. Sure. The one thing I do want to say is as an emotional projector, you have the six two. So the profile line is how you experience the world, your personality in the world. So the two is all about the hermit, hermiting away, having alone time, kind of making sense of what you're digesting. Um, But then the six has the three phases. The six has the phase of the first phase before 28 to 32, like from birth to then. It's about experiencing life fully, just doing all the things, experiencing life. And then after um, your Saturn, which is between 28 and 32, then you come back and it's called up on the roof where you're kind of viewing and reflecting on your life and making sense of all the experiences that you made and determining what to let go of, what to keep in. So you're kind of just like clearing the clutter and making sense of all of your experiences. I'm yeah, pop- that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, so I'm coming up to my 34th birthday. So I've just come into that second phase and yeah, like we talked about in the other podcast, those, you know, I had a lot of so many different lived, I feel like lived so many different lives in the first 32 years, 30 years. And, and now in the last couple of years have been in this process of, yeah, digesting it and starting to make sense of what that's led to and where I'm at now and can also really resonate with, yeah, loving the alone time and, um, balancing that yeah and then the six after the chiron return is basically the role model so basically you've experienced a lot you reflected healed healing others doing all that and then you step into this role model phase and there's really nothing that you need to do it's just who you be and i actually can already feel that energy in you like now like you're you're so in tune because of what you do and the embodiment that you do that you I feel like are already in that a lot of that energy. So imagine what is going to be like then, you know, like very powerful. Um, and then the other thing I wanted also to mention is it's interesting because your um, incarnation cross is a left angle. So the left angle cross, what that means is there's a conundrum here. So the left angle is all about learning from life and experiences with other people. So you are really here and designed to learn through the experiences with other people, which is what you're doing. Mm. But yet you need so much alone time right now because of your two and because you're up on the roof. So how are you balancing (laughs) those two? (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I think uh, especially over the last couple of years, what I've what has kind of naturally unfolded is my home space is like this little sanctuary and I'm actually in the process at the moment of I've just moved into my new place and I'm really setting that up to be my yeah my home sanctuary and I live in a very small town here in New Zealand beachside southern town not much going on and then um, like I was just saying to you I've come to the mountains 
for just for last night, which is Queenstown. If you know New Zealand, you probably will have heard of Queenstown. It's quite a, a bustling place, a lot of tourists um, and a lot going on and a lot of nightlife and just people, lots of different, you know, people from different walks of life. And I came up to go to an ecstatic dance run by someone else. So what I can see is that I like have this retreat, this, home you know I run my business from home I go for nice long beach walks it's very tranquil and quiet and I can spend as much time like you know just in my own space as I like and then I'll have this kind of okay I'm requiring some fresh energy because that's feeling a little like like I'm getting a little quote-unquote too hermity here and it would be really nice to get a boost of of energy and like receive a new environment so I will make sure that I go to something or go to a, a bigger city or um, connect with friends or over summer I went to a lot of festivals so that was like four or five days of a lot of people and a lot of interaction and then I would retreat back into my my quiet, peaceful home environment, and then I'd go out and yeah. So that's and I do a lot of learning and a lot of embodied learning at festivals or um, yeah, other people's events that they are running because I'm there with others who are in that experience too, and I'm experiencing myself and I'm experiencing what I'm thinking and what I'm feeling, and then I guess like you said, I'll, I'll go home to my quiet space to process and reflect on that. Yeah, so it sounds like you're pretty in tune with that. Yeah, and that feels really good for me, yeah. Yeah, I love that because, you know, once once you connect that, I like to hermit away and that's part of my process and I like to go out, like there's no right or wrong where sometimes we, like, what's wrong with me? Why do I need so much alone time? Mm. Right? Yeah. I wanted to ask you also, um, so you have the spleen totally open which means it, there's no um, activations in there there's no hanging gates there's no gates in there and it is said that people with a spleen that is totally open either because you know when you have an open uh an open center you take in the amplified energy from people around you so you could take in amplified energy and experience fears a lot or you could be fearless because you don't have yeah. a lot, any activation. So what is that? How does that resonate with you? Mm. Is it uh, only related to fear or is that, is it kind of other? Well, the spleen, the spleen is about intuition, instinct, patterns, it's about living out of instinct, living out of really fight or flight. And actually, we're moving away from the spleen and we're moving into the emotional solar plexus, which is all about creativity, which you have defined. But it is about fears, really, and um, I guess intuition. Usually, you're very intuitive because you're you experience it in many ways, so you may not even know it. But with what you do, I feel like you do. But for the spleen, it really is about fears. And I ask this because my my son has this totally open too. And he mm -hmm. seriously is fearless. Like he's not afraid of anything. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say that. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think how that might arise in my life. Like, 
I think I've had to overcome quite a lot of fears, to be honest. Like when I think about the work that I do and stepping into that space and continuing to um, share my truth and share myself, I feel like there's been quite a lot of and continually a lot of deconstructing of sort of fear or limitation. Um, but when it comes to maybe my the world around me or the things that I'm doing, like I surf and, you know, I love to climb mountains and um, you wandered climb, all like, over the place. You wandered yeah, all over yeah, the place. Like I, you know, I backpacked through Central America for nine months on a whim by myself. And yeah, there are like more physical things that I'll do that some people might go, wow, I can't believe you did that. But it wouldn't really be a second thought for me. Like I don't get caught up in, oh, what might happen if I go there? Or what if this, you know, there's not that sort of fear. It's um, So yeah, that's kind of. Yeah. And I love that perspective too, because it gives another perspective because it feels like what you're saying is there's fears, but the fears may have been based on external. It may have been based on conditioning. It may have been based on what other people, what you wanted other people like to see in you or value you. But Mm -hmm. when it comes to actually backpacking all over the place and doing all the things, there's no fear. Yeah, yeah. And that resonates. And it's like, I do have to be mindful of what information I'm surrounding myself with or the conversations that I have, because even if something's not my truth, if I'm hearing them share their fears about it, that I can, without even consciously knowing it, I can see how that impacts me on an energetic level as well. So I have to be aware of that, but also, you know, take back the power over letting, letting that into and going, Oh, that's, that's okay. If that's your truth and that's not mine, I can stay strong in that. Yeah. Yeah. And even with anything that is open. So let's say someone had a fear of like the past repeating itself or something like that. And then all of a sudden they were expressing that. And then you started feeling that it is because what happens when you have it open, you actually take in their energy And you actually feel it at a higher frequency than they do because it amplifies. So you may even Mm -hmm. feel that fear even more than they do. And just recognizing that's not mine, that's theirs and letting that go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because that's totally open, which is kind of fun, I think. (laughs) (laughs) And then the other question I did have is we talked about the mind And you said that you did notice that you were in the mind a lot, especially in the beginning of your journey, right? You do have a uh, defined Ajna. So that does mean that the energy of your beliefs and your mind and conceptualization is part of the process that you're actually here to give the world. You are like, when these are defined, that's the energy you give to the external world. So that's part of your process. So you do have the Ajna connected to the throat and then you have the G center connected to the throat. So what that means, these two things, you have a lot of activation in your throat as well. So you're actually here to talk about a lot of different things. Um, but go ahead. Anytime no, I'm just, not, I'm pausing. Yeah, I, I, I really resonate with um, being comfortable with sharing my voice and knowing that my voice has power and I don't know what you're going to share about those 
um, those activations, but that feels true for me and from the experiences that I've had, that's been reflected back as, as true. Yeah. Yeah. And they are directly connected to your throat. So that means the ajna, the conceptualization, the beliefs, that's actually here what you're here to express and share. And you have it for the 4323, which is actually, um, if you don't wait for right timing, you can be viewed as a freak because your brilliance, like people may not understand what you're saying because it's not right timing. They don't understand it. So it's geek to freak. And is that, that <laughs> what it's called? <laughs> and then um, you also have the eight one or the one eight. And that is all about being authentic. That is about you having to be authentic to be able to live in prosperity. Like for you, it is so important for you to express yourself, to be in that creativity, because you also have the 5539, which is all about creativity. Um, and like, even it's even more as far as like the emotional, the depths of emotions. So for creativity and authenticity and speaking about authenticity and speaking about conceptualization and all of these things, that is what you're here to bring the world. And it feels like that is exactly what you're bringing. Mm, that's amazing. Yeah. And that resonates so much. I feel if I'm, yeah, I notice if I'm feeling blocked, it's more like, where am I not being authentic or where am I trying to share something that I think someone else wants me to share? Not that my throat is blocked. It's that, um, there's a realignment or a reconnection with my own authentic expression that gets to happen and then that will flow with ease. And also the invitation. So can I ask you, how have you connected with the invitation with being a projector? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> hard one. Yeah. Um, how have I connected with that? Like, yeah, is it a struggle? Like, have you have you experienced it? Um, I've experienced the ease and the flow when I'm not connected to an outcome and an invitation arises, and it's just like a yes, you know, like like being here, for example. Um, I've had numerous clients that I've worked with that have, you know reached out to me and said, I don't, like I heard you speak once or I came to this this one event with you and I know that we're meant to work together. Can we have a conversation about that? And that, that always, yeah, feels so aligned for me and has been in the work that we've done together has been so powerful and so impactful. And I can feel sometimes when I'm in a space where there's not invitations coming in and I'm a bit like, oh, I need to like, create that like go out there and create them and that doesn't feel uh yeah there's something that feels sticky about that <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah it's about trusting the process and being invited into things so I was just wondering if you still felt that like I, I don't know if it's a fear but or that like oh, no no invitations are there what am I not doing what am I not like how am I not being and I was just wondering if you still mm -hmm. experienced that a little bit or if you kind of let that go. 
Uh, I think trust has been a huge piece in general throughout my journey, like learning to surrender and trust. And yeah, I think that does still come up for me from time to time. Yep. The work in progress. We all are. It's always, I always say, you know, if the world, if the day is perfect and we've done all the things and we feel wonderful, then of course we trust the process. But when we're sick or when we're stressed or when something happens that we didn't expect, then you don't trust the process. It's about learning. Oh, I'm stressed. And I reacted that way. Interesting. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything that you wanted to ask before I go into like the astrology aspect? I know we just touched on. Uh, No, I think like we talked about um, before we jumped on here about authentic expression. I think you've, you've touched on that. Yeah. Was that um, a purpose piece? Like, where do you kind of see or connect with your soul purpose or your soul mission? Is it throughout or is it in one of the aspects of the chart in particular? Well, the incarnation cross is basically the soul's purpose. or It's your purpose, body and soul. Um, And what it is, is it's based on the earth elements, which are here in the unconscious, the 29 and the 43. So those elements for you are important because if you ground into those elements, then you just emerge into the energy that you're here to be. Basically, your purpose is who you be. It's not what you do, right? So it's the Mm -hmm. energy that you're bringing out into the world. And to do that, you need to ground into the 43, which is all about, I took some notes here, so I knew you were going to ask this. Um, (laughs) And I have a totally open Ajna. So like when I get asked questions, I forget. So I have to write down notes just in case. (laughs) Um, So you have a defined Ajna, so you don't know what that is. (laughs) Um, The 43 is insight. And it's really about expressing your thoughts in a creative way. That's what grounds you. Mm. So part of your life purpose is expressing your thoughts in a creative way. And then the 29 is about um, having jumping into a process or being in a process and not knowing what the outcome is going to be, which is also <laughs> something. <laughs> my life. <laughs> but those two things are what keep you grounded, like mm, expressing your so creativity. Cool. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. And then by doing that, you step into the 23 and the 30, which is the energy you're here to be. And the 23 is all about um, recognition, but only when the timing is right. So it's just being in these two energies so that you can be recognized for your brilliance. Mm. And then the 30 is has to do with feelings and you're always going to have desires like you're always going to be wanting to experience. You're always going to have desires. So really, your incarnation cross is really about feelings and it's about creativity and having fun, not knowing how things are going to end or be, and then um, being able to just let things be, you know, and then you just be into that energy of having desires and having that creative spark and being able to speak when the timing's right. 
Amazing. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for, yeah. Thank you for going deeper into that. That's super cool. Yeah. And how, I mean, how does that feel? Does that feel like something that feels good to you? Yeah, for sure. And I can see the ways that, that I do that and how that feels when I do, you know, like how we spoke about before, even me coming where I am right now, I came up to go to the ecstatic dance last night. And within that, like even within the experiences I choose to be in, like the festival environment or the dance environment or a breathwork session, the fact that that's where I feel called to experience things is like a very, it's so unknown what's going to unfold in that session, right? It's like anything could come up, anything could arise. I could, you know, experience, yeah, anything and not know what it is and that that is where I'm drawn to be and that's also what I'm drawn to offer for others to to have that experience um and the fact that that almost like the unknown grounds me is quite an interesting concept isn't it because I think for a lot of people that would be um like that sends you know a lot of people into um chaotic you know sort of like ungroundedness um and yet well, I've found for me personally, dance and embodiment has been a great way to learn to ground into the unknown. It's like, yeah, we're here, this crazy music is playing and I'm in my body and I'm just going to let it all unravel, unfold and find this comfortability and this inner resource of safety within the unknown. I love that. And what a fun way of being. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and I'm so, yeah. So <laughs> I'm actually going to bring that the chart up really quick. Um, the reason why I brought fun um, is because in the conscious side, you do have Saturn, Neptune um, and Uranus all in the fifth house, which is and Saturn's your wounded healer. Um, Neptune, I mean, and Uranus is more of a, they take longer. They're more of a generational thing, but being in the, all three in the fifth house, I just wanted to point there. It's about sometimes being too serious. So in these, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I mean, when you go back to your training. Yeah. And I can see like in, in my, sometimes it's like, well, the, yeah, there is a, a seriousness to this work, to like healing sometimes, to soul growth and soul purpose and things. And I can get into that space. Yeah. But when I'm having fun, it's when it feels the most true. Right. And that is a, important for you. Like it's important for you to not get serious. It's important for you mm-hmm. to be in that fun. So noticing when you are getting too serious about things. And then I also wanted to say in the unconscious side there, you have the 11. So anytime there is 11, you have it here in the unconscious, unconscious North node. And you also have it in the conscious Mars. 11 is all about community. It's all about creating and guiding and being in community. So you have that in your chart too, and it's in your unconscious sun. So part of that energy you're here to be is in that community. And it's through the 30, which is like the desires and the experience. So that's part of the aspect of being in community. Any questions about that? I just wanted to dive in that real quick. And one more. Um, Yeah. 
The North Node is, no, I wanted to go into Mercury. So the Mercury here is in the 10th house on both sides. Um, and Gemini on the conscious side. So Mercury really represents what you're here to talk about as well. Okay, so like when you express and share things and you're actually Gemini is very communicative, very like um, a, a student and it's in the 10th house, which has to do with career. So that's actually what you're here to talk about, too. Like maybe your journey as far as how where you come and what you're doing in your career now within the community mm. in a fun way. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And it's in your North Node, 11th house, then your North Node on the unconscious, too. So there's so many layers, but I wanted to point those out because I because I personally do know your journey and it it feels yeah. so aligned with what you're doing. And I just want to say that I see you and like everything that you're bringing and doing and all the work that you're doing on yourself so that you can bring it to the world is just it's it's just beautiful and i'm just i just love you and i'm so grateful that i know you and that i'm so grateful that i got to witness this like unfolding of you you know mm -hmm. so it just fills my heart yeah oh thank you so much for saying that that feels so beautiful to receive and yeah thank you for being part of the journey with me it's such a an honor to yeah, know someone through that whole process, right? And same for me with you, seeing what's unfolded in your life and what you're sharing with the world. And yeah, thank you for having me here. And thank you for being in my life, being my friend. Yeah, beautiful. Mm -hmm. So everybody, I will have all the information about Sarah in the show notes. Definitely reach out to her, connect with her, do her breath class, do her cacao, um, reach out, ask her questions. Um, I love you all. And I'm grateful that you are here and I'm grateful that you're listening and I will see you next time. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. Love you so much. Bye. My hope is that you walked away with something today that has opened your mind, your heart, or both. Listening to new perspectives not only help you grow and expand, but it helps humanity as a whole. So if you have someone that you feel would benefit from this podcast and you feel that you want to share, please do. Also, would love to connect with you on Instagram. So please follow me at Miranda J. Mitchell. One last thing, if this episode left you with any ahas and insights, take 30 seconds of your time and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This is the only way I know you are loving the content and connection in this space. And if you want to know more or wondering how we can work together, please go to Miranda-Mitchell.com. Click on the contact in the menu and send me a message. Sending you all love. Till next time.